Parsha's bow picks up with plague number eight, Makas Arbe, the plague of locusts, or grasshoppers. And when the Chumash describes what exactly the fundamental purpose of the Arba is, Moshe Rabbeinu warns as follows, Ve'ochal eskal esev ha'aretz, it's going to eat all of the grass, the vegetation of the land, eskal asher hishir ha'barad, all that which the barad, the hail, had left over. Indeed, although barad in last week's Parsha, which is plague number seven, the plague of hail, the fiery hailstones, although they had stricken much of the vegetation, they didn't quite destroy everything. And now, with the Arbe, whatever would be left over, so that was about to be consumed with this plague number eight. And it kind of begs the question why exactly there was anything left over. Hashem, if he wanted, in one fell swoop, he could have really taken away all of the vegetation of the Egyptians. That's a question that we'll probably revisit later this week in Parsha Panorama, but what I want to focus on right now is what the Chumash actually tells us about the crops which survived the fiery hailstones. And that is at the very end of Parsha's Ve'era. Just before Parsha's Ve'era closes out, the Chumash proceeds to give us a very interesting and a little bit surprising physics lesson. Now, the physics themselves is not surprising, but the fact that the Chumash goes out of its way to, to elaborate on the physics is interesting. Again, at the end of the era, the Chumash tells us, It says that the flax and the barley, they were smashed, because the barley was nearly ripe and the flax was in its stalk. These things were very ripe and they were stiff. And, and yet, and the wheat and the spelt were not smashed, for they were late ripening. In other words, they were flexible, and anything that would fall upon them, so they would easily bend, and they wouldn't get destroyed. Anything that was stiff would obviously smash by the force, by the friction of the falling fiery hailstones. And, yep, that's the physics lesson. But again, the question is, why exactly does the Chumash go out of its way to teach us this physics lesson? The Chumash, after all, is not a science book, and there's a lot of, of events, especially in the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which defy physics. And yet, um, the Chumash is right here telling us basic physics. So what's the point of this? What's the point of this apparently logical differentiation between the flax and the barley on the one hand and the wheat and the spelt on the other hand. One was ripe, one wasn't. Who really cares? What's the Chumash doing? Why are we elaborating on all of this? And I think the answer has a lot to do with what we actually described in last week's Musar Minutes on the two camps that the Chumash describes, the two groups of Paro's servants just before Barad. In Prepare for Barad, the Chumash told us about two groups, one that feared the word of God, and one group which, unfortunately, did not take to heart the matter of God, that which Moshe Rabbeinu was warning them. Now, we spoke a lot about that at length last week, and you can go back and listen to that in Muslim minutes. But in the meantime, the Chumash, again, is telling us about these two camps. Now, the reason why this is important, and I think the reason why it's related to the physics lesson, is that the physics lesson in our Parsha, or at the end of last week's Parsha, rather, is more than just a lesson in physics, but it's actually a lesson in Avodah Hashem. 
And it's really a lesson in, in life at large. You see, there are certain times where maybe you're able to make a difference and you feel that you got to assert yourself to be strong. And maybe when you're standing up for what's right, and maybe when you have the ability to cause and affect a positive change, then that's what you're supposed to do. But sometimes, sometimes there is absolutely no way to win. And sometimes you are up against the most powerful. Sometimes you're up against someone that is, is not only representing the good of the world, but is just the all-powerful. And if you think that by being stiff, by being rigid, by being stubborn, you're going to win, what you're going to find is that you will actually be smashed and that it's just basic physics. You see, the crops that were stiff and rigid, those were the crops that did not stand a chance. Those who did not take to heart that which God was telling them, those who were going to be stubborn, they did not stand a chance. Those who feared the word of God, those who were submissive, those who were flexible and soft and willing to bend for the will of God, those were the ones that had a chance. Sometimes we find this in areas like school and education where a student might have the right thing in mind maybe. But if they try to be stiff, rigid, and stubborn and they're going to be up in arms, you think that they're going to get what they want from the educator? You think that they're going to get what they want from the administration? You think that it's going to, in, you know, in, in the political world, it's going to advance your political agenda because you are trying to be stiff against something that is just larger than yourself. And that, in fact, is what we find with Paro and what we find with the Egyptians and what we found with the flax and the barley. Those who were stiff and rigid in the face of God, in the face of true justice, in the face of all that is actually good, and, of course, all that is all-powerful, there is no way to win. And this is the lesson that Paro is still refusing to heed. This is the lesson he's refusing to learn. This is the same lesson that those who did not take to heart that which God was telling them that they did not learn. This is the lesson that the flax and the barley were unfortunately unable to learn, maybe for no reason other than the plain physics, but that's the law. What we are now learning, beyond all the miracles that take place in the story of the Exodus, we are learning about the basic laws of physics, the basic laws of science, the, the, the same laws that God created and put into the world, the same laws that God could suspend if he wants to, but those same laws teach us that in the face of something much more powerful than yourself, you can try. But if you are rigid and stiff, you are going to get smashed. But if you're submissive, if you're willing to bend to the will of God, if you're willing to listen to the part of yourself that should have your Shemayim, then you will stand a chance. You will be able to be one with the will of God. And of course, you will be protected from God's attribute of justice.